Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Autastic, the comedian's guide to autism. I'm here in person, IRL studio, studio, not apartment. We're moving on up in the world. One better apartment. We're here where somebody moving boxes, it sounds like. Kirk Smith is here in my apartment. Beautiful New York City. In real life. It's a sunny day. 35 degrees. My neighbor is moving something. Um, Hopefully not a body. Yep. And uh, you probably can't hear it though, so we we don't need to talk about it, right? My bad. Yeah, but anyway, that's fine. Hey, you got to address it. Um, Kirk, how you doing, man? Good. You, you just got, got back late. from a trip. Yeah, you were, late last night. Wow. What time did you get back in? Eleven, maybe. Yeah, it is late. And you were in from Israel, right? PM. Yeah, I flew Israel to Warsaw, Poland, and I guess there was a famous. Uh, celebratory um, celebration in Warsaw with Orthodox uh, Jewish men. So the flight, I'm not exaggerating, 95% uh, Orthodox Jewish guys. Lot, not a lot of overhead compartment a space left after the hat for boxes. The, hats. the yes. hat boxes. If you don't live in a place with a lot of Orthodox Jewish people, which you probably don't. Unless you live in Brooklyn. Unless you live in Brooklyn or Montreal or, or Israel, or, Israel. or Warsaw. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and I have three out of those four. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if uh, if they're flying, uh, a lot of trips to Miami actually. Yeah. They, they, yeah, but usually it's half a dozen guys. This was I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Two hundred men. They they they're really particular about their like fedoras, and so they. It's not a fedora, but yeah. Whatever. It's you know what I mean? It's a hat, and they. Uh, it's a big status symbol, and then they they have these like like hard plastic like traveling cases they travel yeah, with or and cardboard they, boxes or something. Everybody had a box, and they put them up in the overhead, and it's like and way they, more packed than normal. And it's then, just full of hats. Thirty percent, thirty minutes into a nine-hour flight, they take the hats back down, and put them back on. Like, okay, I don't know what we're doing, but it, is that true? <laughs> yeah, I've got videos of it because I'm like. Nobody's going to believe this. There's a hundred Jewish guys standing up talking, singing, doing chant. They're doing like prayers and yeah. walking back and forth. And Put back on their hat. They take them off for the for the takeoff, I guess. Yeah, and then we're like just about to land. We're coming in and this Polish lady's like, you have to sit down. We're landing. Oh, okay. And they're like kind of slowly moving back to their seats. I'm serious. She kept yelling at them. It was pretty funny. It was yeah. a nice end to the trip to Israel. It made me feel, uh, yeah. uh, got the whole Jewish experience. Yeah. Great trip. Great trip. Mm-hmm. Back in New York. Uh, had a nice call last night with the good old uh, JJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not wearing a hat. No. He's, he's, he doesn't like hats, does he? He does. He does like hats. Caps. He wears a lot of baseball caps mm. in the freezing cold, which don't help a lot. And he... Um, but he, won't, he doesn't like, like a, in Canada, we call it a toque. In America, you call it no, like he won't a wear beanie. That. No beanies, no. just baseball hats. Wait, because it's too constrictive for his head. You know. think? Because you know, um, what's her name? That uh, the lady who invented uh, the the hugging machine. Oh yes, uh, Temple Grandin. Temple Grandin, and I always thought of like a like a, a beanie would be like a hugging machine for your head, and people with autism would like it, but I guess not. Well, my son did go through a period where he really liked weighted blankets. A good. Maybe 10 years, weighted blanket was a good thing. When he was going through puberty? Is that what you said? No, after. After. Yeah. What'd you say about puberty? Nothing. I said he went through a period where he liked oh. weighted blankets. Oh, a period. 
Yeah, he went through a time where he uh-huh. like weighted blankets. Yeah, yeah, which is like a hugging machine. Sure, that makes sense. Um, maybe because it like constricts his ears. I don't know. He'll because it's interesting. People, you know, people with autism have like their sensory, sensory o- overload. So it's like and tactile issues. Yeah. So he wears a he wears a little baseball cap. He wears a little baseball hat during the call yesterday. No hat, messing with his hair, which he's losing. It always makes me think, how old am I? Where my son is going bald. You know, he'd be he could wear a fedora. He's losing his hair. He's, he does like a fedora. He's a he Jewish guy. He will wear a fedora. <laughs> he will wear a fedora. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, he looks like he could be Jewish. He's got, got, got that got that you know that mixed look. Uh-huh. With all of those yeah. Ashkenazi Jews that are very white too. Sephardic Jews. Sephardic he, he and the darker Sephardic. Jews. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so how's he doing? Good, I think. You know, I've got to see him in three weeks. I'm excited, putting together a little care package for him. Um, he's back, back, back on the horse, so to speak. Back visiting his horse. Um, what else? What was the other update they had? Shows me little, little pictures of what he did. You know, how you doing, buddy? What are you doing? Shows me a picture of a car. Shows me a picture of a. Oh, that's cool. So he like he, he understands what kind uh, of. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're feeding him stuff too. They're they're handing him things. So, oh. the last one, he was like, "Yeah, he's like, if I'm sitting directly in front of him, he's like, yeah, yeah." But he's trying to get the lady to tickle him, and ha <laughs> ha, he does this fake laugh thing where he tries to get you to tickle him. So, uh, but he's doing good. I like to get tickled. I think he's doing good. Peter yeah. likes to get tickled. Does he really? He loves it. Really? We do this thing where, um, uh, when when I'm visiting home, he always wakes me up. My mom will go, go wake up your brother. And he'll come up and I'll hear like a big loud bang. It's a big loud knock at the door. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's a police at your door? Yeah, like like a police. But like, because it's like he's pretending to be a, on a cartoon. Oh, God. Like Looney Tunes or something. And then he'll walk in and pretend that he's a mummy. And I'll be like under the Arms covers. Arms stretch. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be under the covers. And he'll start moving his fingers. And then he'll like, he'll... He'll shake me, rock my whole torso back and forth. <laughs> like, he's a big guy. <laughs> and he'll bounce me like a basketball <laughs> on the mattress until <laughs> I get up. And if I'm wearing socks in the winter, uh, he'll grab my socks. He'll take my toes out from under the blanket and he'll tie my socks together. This is a full experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to get up and I have to grab him and tackle him and tickle him in bed. And he laughs so hard. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then even like when we have our Zoom calls or whatever FaceTime calls every day, uh, we start it by pretending to tickle the camera. Okay. So he like all... When I see him, first thing I see is he's got his like hands. He's ready to go. His hands. He's got one of his hands, making kind of like a like a like a scratching kind of motion at, at towards the lens of his lens at the camera, so I can just see a big hand going like that when it appears, and um, and then I do it to him, and then I go, I pretend that he's tickling me through the lens, and I move the lens around, and I go like ah, like move it close and far away, and go ah, and he likes that, and uh, yeah. But I, I understand. And my my it's really cute to see my parents tickle him. Like, you know, they my my it, he's always so annoyed with them nitpicking and you know micromanaging his life. But he still is a little boy, and they're still the parents. And he's there's like that 
toddler thing comes out every once in a while and they tickle him and it's like the most adorable thing in the world and he loves it. Yeah. It's pretty cute. They always get him under the by the ears and under the armpits. Yeah. Something about being tickled. Force joy. Yeah, you know, if you have autism or severe autism, I guess. I don't know. I know a lot. Uh, of, there's definitely works. people with who do want with autism who don't want to be touched at all. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not ticklish. I don't know. That died inside of me a long time ago. But yeah, I used lot, to be ticklish. A lot died inside of you a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I used to yeah. be ticklish when I was younger. What was that thing you said to me once when you were driving me home from seeing That's a, what I said, a car? I That's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says the callback for you. Little, oh, yeah, little, yeah. Little private callback. For our right? longtime listeners, you know this. Longtime listeners, you know this. But when I first started hanging out with Kurt. Before you started buying the silver bullet against yeah, my better judgment. He was uh, the only, um, I'm, you know, I only hang out with comedians. I'm a comedian. Uh, so Kirk was the only man I knew. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, you know, no one else can like people. Everyone, all all the rest of my friends can barely bathe. Um, Kirk like knew about cars and stuff, so we get Kirk to go a few see tricks about cars. Yeah, yeah, just man stuff. How do I buy a used car? <laughs> what do I do? Any and anyway, we were like driving home in traffic, seeing some stupid used car, and he was just like looking out the window. <laughs> and we were talking about like past relationships, and there was a long pause. And it was sun coming through the window, and he looks out. I think you had just signed your divorce papers. I had, I had co-signed for you. And you were looking at through the window, and you were like, uh, you know, Graham, this is unprompted. <laughs> That's not how I remember, but go ahead. Well, you tell your is, version. I'll tell you why I remember. The, I just remember being a silence, and we'd stop talking, and you were like, something died in me a long time ago. <laughs> 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 That's not how I remember it, but yeah. it's close. It's close. Yeah. Well, anyway, point being, you know, you're uh you're a good dad. It's uh, been man. hard on you. It's hard to be ticklish when you uh raise a child with autism severe autism. Yeah, there's some tough uh there's some a lot tough... of strain on your relationship, your marriage. Yeah. And uh Yeah, that was such a funny deal, that whole thing, because it was You yeah. get an armor. Yeah, she she yeah she wanted to get a divorce and she didn't want to and she, you know the whole thing was a nightmare and then she never would sign the papers, unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah, I remember like we we're talking about I th- like I think every man has this something or something positive and I don't remember what it was but like something you're like something like everybody has this joy and so everybody has this something I'm like well yeah whatever that was that died inside of me a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sure. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to be funny. I know. I know. <laughs> and then you and Eddie just thought that was the funniest thing you'd ever Oh, heard. yeah. Was Eddie there? <laughs> I think it was Eddie, wasn't it? It was me. Somebody else was there. It was either Eddie or Nussbaum or Probably somebody else Eddie. was there. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And you teased me for the next hour in traffic oh, about yeah. my pain. It was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A man just says. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Peter is my brother doing okay um yeah there was i think I, we mentioned it last episode that that he got in trouble for talking again at his this is the new job new job and he got fired from his old job for talking too much so we were kind of like worried about it you know and um this is the job remind uh, our listeners yeah so he 
to give you the quick little backstory, he had a, um, a job at a restaurant for years, and then he left that job through our, our, basically because of this podcast and thinking about it and talking about it and having lis- listeners like, you know, encourage me. And I, so I encouraged my parents to get him a better job, higher paying, more hours at, as a janitor. Um, they found him a job, uh, like his job. Like his special, the special needs network in Ottawa found him a new job, and it was too much for him. He was um, a uh, a janitor in a office building, and he would not stop talking about high school trauma and drama to the people who work there. And they have no experience with people with autism, and so they were being polite. Where you know you can go, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay, and it's not going to hurt him. Yeah. You have to prompt him, but they wouldn't do that. And so, you know, they couldn't get any work done because he was telling them about a, a, a snowball fight from 1998 uh, over and over and over and over and over. And Brian Moore took my movie, my DVD, and never gave it back. And he should never have done that. You know, and they're like, all right. Well, so he lost his job. And then he got... Um, uh, a new, like, really kind of, you know, two hours a week kind of job. Got it. And they put up with him, and then he lost that one in the pandemic because just because the venue shut down. And then uh, they never hired him back because he chit-chatted it too much. Like, when they opened back up, they kind of just... They kind of were like, we'll hire you, yeah, when, in, you know, next time when we're open, when we're open. Okay, yep. well, in the fall, in the fall. And then it was in the spring. In the sp- and they're open. They're full-blown open and never called him because he's too annoying. And they, f- you know, they were free. And so we got him, a, they got him a new job. They did a great job. The people at Livework Play in Ottawa. And, and they got him a new job at a, um, a, a bar in downtown Ottawa, it's like a popular spot, spot I used to go to in my early 20s. It's a pub that turns into like a dance club, not a club, but like a, you know. I can see you in there shaking your little butt. Yeah, sure. bunch of <laughs> drunk white 22-year-olds. <laughs> Wearing shirts that are too tight. Yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Slick yeah. back hair. Just the For worst. Sure. Uh, early 2000s business. A little too much cologne. I, I definitely had an aqua de geo phase as all. <laughs> yeah. The term was metrosexual back then, which is a hilarious term if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think you can say that anymore. Can yeah, you? it's I don't no one knows if it's homophobic, but it definitely doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that eventually somebody'll point out why you shouldn't say it and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess you shouldn't say that. Yeah, I never it thought just, of that. Well, yeah. it's just like dressing nice means you're gay. Kind <laughs> it's of. basically going sense. You're from a big town, you're not covered in dog crap. Yeah. What are you, a gay person? <laughs> anyway. What does that mean? Anyway, it it was just a weird time. And um but he works at that place now and good for them for hiring him and uh they're Cleans the bathrooms, right? Cleans the bathrooms and mops up and moves around the patio chairs, brings them in and wipes down the patio chairs and the tables and um, and does it like three days a week, which is good. And he uh, got reprimanded for chit-chatting again too much. Uh, so we were, you know, worried. But the good news is, is that the job coach person through live work play is like monitoring it and 
is communicating with the, the his manager, uh, his restaurant manager, and the restaurant manager seems to get it. And they're like, yeah, you, you can like tell him to stop and he'll just stop. And apparently he's been doing a lot better, but it's with Peter. He kind of will never get better to a point. Well, he, I mean, everybody's got a ceiling and yeah, he might be close to his. I, yeah. It, 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 well, it might be close to mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so, you know, it's what happens with Peter is he will stop chit chatting for two weeks, three weeks. You got to remind him again. And then it'll creep back in, and then you gotta, then he'll be like, "Oh, sorry, 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 sorry." And then, God, God, I'm, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm like, no, you're not an idiot. You know, it's not your fault. Okay, okay. And then he was good for like a couple of weeks, and then he, he, and he knows he just can't help it. And also, I, you know, I feel for him because he doesn't talk to anybody all day. Yeah. It's like the. It's like we don't need the money. The money is like, what does he make? Like hundred dollars a week. Hundred dollars a week. You know, it's like it's the whole point is to get him out of the house. Yeah, I'm something to do. So, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Every two weeks, forget you're not supposed to. Yeah, just yeah, talk yeah, to him yeah, a little yeah, bit. Get it, get it out. Yeah, let it out, man. Uh, yeah, he had. Uh, oh, and my boys. My my dogs from high school, Mike and Andrew, took them out for Boston pizza. Yeah, I'm gonna try to take them out this summer when I'm out there in, in August. Oh my in god, that'd make yeah. me cry. We're gonna have to have a little lunch. Yeah, he'll drink the beers. I'll have the pizzas. I'm off the juice. No more, no more alcohol for me. Yeah. Yeah, is that official? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, you only you seriously used to have like one beer a month, so yeah. But now I'm huge down problem. Like, huge yeah. problem. Now I'm done to maybe once on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one beer on your birthday. Yeah, I don't know. I just haven't had a big uh, interest. Yeah, good for you. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff just starting to seem like a waste of time. But uh, not this podcast. I do enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have good skin for a, yeah, a for an old man, seventy-five-year-old yeah. man. Forty-nine next week, guys. Forty-nine. Woo. Good hair, good skin. For my birthday, no smoking, no alcohol. Subscribe folks. to my YouTube. That would be a great present for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no smoking, no alcohol. Yeah, no smoking, no, no alcohol. Weed. All carbs. A lot of carbs. A lot, a lot of carbs. Pizza, sure. Bread. A lot of carbs. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Rode the bike today. It was fun. Yeah, you have the body of someone who who uh, doesn't smoke or drink, <laughs> plays basketball, and eats a lot of pizza. Yeah, body of a Mormon missionary. Everything is sure. everything is good except for right in the Little middle. Little fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. You look good, buddy. You look yeah, healthy. Whatever. Congrats. Yeah, I don't look like I have. Uh, not that we should give a shout out. Not that he needs it, but uh, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, uh, what is that lunatic? Some people say I look like him. What is that guy? Just I just blanked out his name. He plays a police officer in Me, Myself, and Irene. Um, Canadian guy. Dylan? What is it? Dylan? No. Uh, Tall guy. He's a stand-up comic. Hey, look at you. Oh, yeah, Broccoli. yeah. Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams. You do? Yeah, you're a better-looking Harlan Williams. And, uh, you're Harlan Williams with a, with a jawline. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he had on, uh, this is so funny, but he had on Polly Short. He's like, let me ask you something. Do you have lupus? <laughs> He's yeah. like, what's that? Do you have lupus? Well, I don't think I have lupus. I never say to myself, I have lupus. No, but do other people? <laughs> like, <laughs> just such a, 
Why did it make me think of that? He's such a crazy person. Why did I, I have I that story? I'm out of my why. mind. Yeah, you're right. losing your mind. I'm losing my mind. And you don't drink or smoke. I know, so it's just natural. Thank God. Should we do this in the news? What are you thinking? Let's do in the news, folks. This is in sciencealert.com, which I don't know if they needed the word alert in the title, but that, there you go. Children with autism, quote unquote, see this optical illusion in a unique way. Experiments, see, experiment finds. Okay, this is a long article, so I'm going to jump around a little bit. Otherwise, it's a 20 minute article. Yeah, let's jump Here around. We, we know we don't want to hear that. To transform reality into the mental landscape that occupies out minds, our brain performs a multitude of operations. Some are shortcuts, assumptions that become obvious the moment we attempt to make sense of the conflict presented in the optical illusion. For individuals with autism, these shortcuts and mental operations could work a little differently, subtly influencing the way the brain constructs a picture of everyday life. With this in mind, scientists have turned optical turned to optical illusions to better understand neurodivergency. A study of the brain activity of 60 children, including 29 diagnosed with ASD suggests differences in the way individuals process illusions, illusionary shapes, which could reveal ways autism affects specific processing pathways in the brain. Research made use of a, made use of a classic style of illusion popularized by Italian psychologist Giannato Canazzi, which typically involves simple lines or shapes such as circles with sections removed. Arranged in a certain way, the empty spaces align to describe a second shape with their negative space. Hmm. With me so far? Okay. No. Okay, so like, here's, uh, I was going to show you a picture, but we're on a podcast, but we can't do it. To see the different shapes, higher processing operations in different areas of the brain combine stimuli, turning a mere pattern of dark and light into a comprehensive picture. Excuse me. Depending on the information that's uh, recruited, the stimuli can be interpreted as one shape or another, but not both at once. The whole process is highly dependent on neurons sharing information quickly from parts of the brain that determine perception to parts that receive and package visual data and back again. This is right about where I would fall asleep in science class. All right, so we're going to put the yeah. link on this on yeah. the in the notes. I'm going to send this to Graham. I think he's doing this week's because the illusion shows circles with a little one quarter missing in each circle, so the shapes are arranged in a way that the missing uh, parts of the four combine for a new shape, uh-huh. the shape a square. Yeah, and so uh, people with autism have a hard time defining that negative space. Oh, interesting. Yeah, basically now I'm going to jump ahead because uh, this is very so we have long. like uh, so basically what 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 Kirk just showed me is like. Four half moons, basically, in each corner. Three-quarter moons. Yeah, three-quarter moon. Yes. Four three-quarter moons, that's right, in each corner. A picture like a white sheet of paper in each corner. And the negative space looks like uh, a cross or a, or a box. And uh, he's saying that people with autism have trouble seeing that negative space and saying what, you know, yeah. it, it makes a square, Ask, a white square so in the middle. There's another example. Ask yeah. them to focus on the dot rather than the negative space ensures that participants were passively, quote unquote, observing the illusion in front of them and not actively, quote unquote, trying to solve it. Based on their brain activity, children 7 to 17 who had ASD 
demonstrated a delay in processing the Keynesian illusion. This doesn't necessarily mean that the participants couldn't discern the shape formed by the contorting images, but it does suggest that their brains process the illusion in a way that isn't automatic. When we view a subject or picture, our brains use processes that are considered our experience and contextual information to help anticipate sensory inputs and address ambiguity, filling in missing information. And so that's the part they have a problem with. I'm going to jump ahead. This tells us that these children may not be able to do the same thing, predicting and filling in missing visual information as their peers. And we now need to understand how this must may relate to the atypical visory, visual excuse me, sensory behaviors we see in some children on the spectrum. For instance, another study by Knight published last year found that children with ASD struggle to process body language if they aren't paying close attention. So they're, they're connecting this and saying it, they have a hard time processing missing shapes. They have a hard time processing this body language that mm -hmm. isn't directly in front of them and then interpreting that in the wider context of what that person yeah. listening to your story means. They can't means. see that, that those four three-quarter moons create a square. When you tell her that story again, the same story about being bullied, she crosses her arm and looks out the window. He doesn't, right. That's a sign. Ooh, you know what? Great work right there, Kirk. Uh, that was great. <laughs> yes. No, but I think that's what it's saying. Yeah, we're comparing our life stories to a science article we're reading. We are we are pros. We <laughs> took us five years, but we're doing five it. and a half years. A million downloads. Man, it's been a million downloads. Yeah, I think it has. They they, they add it differently with the way that anyway our hosting platforms is. Screwed up the they like erased all our old numbers. Doesn't matter when they yep. got a new version of their hosting platform. So we don't know how many. But uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's finish this article. We're almost. Uh, yeah, we're I have ADD, so <laughs> I cannot focus. Okay. If their brain is processing body movements less, there might be a harder time understanding other people. There we go. I need extra attention to body languages in order to see it. Knight said in the press release. Knowing this can help you guide. New ways to support people with autism. In the future, Knight, ho Knight hopes to continue her research among larger cohorts, among larger, including those who have a wider range of verbal and cognitive abilities. Her ultimate goal is to find new and better ways to support kids and adults with the autism spectrum disorder. That was a good, interesting article. What do you I think, Grail? Um, I mean, I think you summarize it best. It's uh, it it would be you know an interesting way to test a younger person, you know. It can add to um, diagnosis, I suppose. Yeah. Even as an adult, actually. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I saw a dinosaur. So what does that mean? <laughs> New glasses. Yeah. New, thicker <laughs> glasses. Um, guys, uh, we did another week. Uh, you can add me. It, it, it will take a second. All, my, all the social media, I'm Kirk Smith Comedy. And like I said, it's my birthday next week. Get out there, subscribe to my YouTube. Oh my god! It takes one minute, and uh, watch some funny videos, jokes, jokes. Some crowd he's running out there. of time, guys. You gotta subscribe. <laughs> Apparently, this podcast is my make a wish. I love not being the oldest person in the room once a week, which is rare for R you. Let's rare for me. It is rare for me. <laughs> So I, I get my jollies out. Uh, it's always nice to have somebody older than you in the room, even if they look younger. Boom, roast. That is not true. Is that true? <sighs> Tell me about your social media. Guy wearing a robe and a hat that doesn't fit correctly. I am. Get. I am. I used to look younger. Anyway, um, 
my social media is at uh, Mr. Graham K. He's still know. thinking about the old comment. Yeah, it yeah, was a yeah. joke. I'm getting a bit of a double chin. Uh, I'm still fatter. Anyway. That's the sound of my belly. Moving on, folks. Subscribe to our Patreon, guys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Got it. I don't think it's an E. I think it's Patreon. Oh, yeah, there is. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you go. Dot com slash Octastic. And you can donate uh, for as little as $1 an episode. Uh, it does really help. You know, um, we would, you know, like to cover our costs on this podcast. And we really appreciate you, Patreon subscribers, listening right now. I want you to know uh, we know who you are, we know where you live, and we love you. <laughs> Turned into a threat. Have a great week, guys. You could do it. <laughs>